0: Good morning. So, um are sugar-free drinks bad? Are they bad for your gut health? Can I have them, can I not? Do I need to eat a more varied diet to help boost my gut health? Do I need to eat more different foods? What's the right foods? I don't know what's right anymore. I'm so confused. That's pretty much what's going down at the moment and it's I'm hearing this a lot actually. I need to watch listen to this more. There's I think there's something on the radio, there's a podcast that uh, Michael Mosley does. And also uh one of the other guys who talks about gut health a lot, which just point out there, Tim Spector, I think he is, who's done some real great stuff. Um, but some of the stuff that he's talking about is actually based on a quite a weak study actually, um, to say that the types of foods that we should be eating types of foods to help our gut bacteria, and that you can kind of pinpoint them based on our glycemic index response, which is our blood sugar response. Um, but anyway, it's kind of what, one of those things where you see there's a study, which is which is interesting, it's, it's good, but then we can extrapolate and extrapolate and extrapolate, and we're off on a tangent, and actually this is based on quite weak data. Now, that aside, that went off on a tangent, a bit like this whole thing, we need to consider, go back to the basics, because actually being overwhelmed and confused is not helping anyone. And actually, we make this nutrition stuff. It's like, have you ever seen the analogy where um, they get a, a jar and they fill it with golf balls to the top and they say, you know, is this this jar here, is it full up? And everyone says, yes. And then he says, well, it's not. He puts like ball bearings in it, um, little balls in there. And then he's like, okay, is it full up now? And everyone's like, yes, now full up. And then he puts sand in there as well. And he talks about um, your priorities. If you put the sand in first, you wouldn't be able to fit the golf balls in as well. And you wouldn't be able to fit the, the balls in either. And he's like, always look at your priorities first. And in this case, he talks about family, your health, all of this stuff. And then the ball bearings being like everything else, like work, stuff like that. And the sand, just everything else. But we focus too much on the sand sometimes. And this is a bit like what's happening here. Because, you know, I've got some people who are really struggling with their snacking, uh, comfort eating, stress eating, time. Yet they're trying to stress about getting a million vegetables in because there's this challenge going on where you've got to eat a hundred different vegetables and they're like or something like that in a certain time and it's like I've got to have different meals. I shouldn't be having the same breakfast every day. And actually, even though that goes against real good research in terms of people who have lost weight and kept it off, there's this big study they look at right, who's kept weight off uh, 10 kilos or more, or 10% or more of their body weight for 10 months or more, who's who's kept that weight off, and what do these people do? And they, they keep things very simple. Same breakfast, like, they're just very, this is the way, there's just simple habits of what they do. what do you have for breakfast? Porridge, 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 porridge. Eggs and bacon, porridge, porridge, porridge. Like very creatures, many, much, many creatures have habit. And it takes away decision-making in a world where we're been pulled in different directions, very fast-paced, working from home, traveling, kids, family, stuff. Um, everywhere in the last few years, especially. now going back to this, you have thrown all that as well, it's quite confusing. So sugar-free drinks, let's go into them first off. Now, you've got to consider what's the alternative. There was one study that showed that sugar-free drinks were actually superior to water in terms of people losing weight. And that's simply because people thought that they had a treat, which meant that they didn't go for the sugary, more calorific, more fatty option. And the cool thing about that is that Actually, you could say that the sugar-free drink done its job. There, it gave you that. It did exactly that. Gave it something sweet. Gave it something tasty, and people felt satisfied having that. And that's a really powerful thing to to think about. In that, what's the alternative? Because if the alternative is like we just end up picking, snacking, feeling like we're missing out all of these things, and actually, what's worse, like the excess calories, which can lead to fat gain or lack of weight loss, if that's something you're trying to do, is probably more inflammatory than a little bit of sweetener that you're going to have in that drink. Of course, it may come down to the exact amount. Um, But I'm just going to share a few things in terms of artificial sweeteners in here and like this real kind of um, debunk. So you might hear about methanol, like especially in things like aspartame, I can taste methanol. and, And actually... The interesting part of this is that there's more methanol in things like tomatoes, like tomato juice, for example, has four to six times the amount of methanol in it than say a Diet Coke, which is interesting. And we are actually able to process small amounts of methanol from foods, like there's there's methanol in fruits, vegetables, beans, as, um, tomatoes, and aspartame. Like, and, and in anything, the dose is the key here. How many are you having? You know, that's that's a key thing. Um, another study they, they gave people, so this was uh, 18 to 60 year olds in this study, and they gave people uh, basically 1,050 milligrams of aspartame, which is equivalent to six cans of Diet Coke a day for 12 weeks. So six cans of Diet Coke a day for 12 weeks. Um, They had no impact on blood sugar levels or insulin. Like, you know, people say it tricks your body, like, and your insulin levels go crazy. Like, suggesting that if you feel like having one to stop you maybe going for the biscuit tin or whatever, then have one. You know, I do it with sugar free jelly sometimes and things like that. Like, absolutely fine. Like, some, I love the um, Tesco do this, like, sparkling water range with a little bit of flavoring in it like elderflower and things like that. It feels like I'm having a proper drink, like a nice gin or something. Like you get some nice tonics as well, sugar-free ones too. Because in fact, if you look at diabetes, we're worried about that yet. If that stops you going for the sugar, that's gonna hit the insulin levels up higher. That's gonna, uh, blood sugar levels up higher. And that's gonna have more of an impact in terms of excess calories, which can then lead to fat around the organs, which we know is is a key thing around type 2 diabetes. So that's why you know we're worrying about the sand, the minutiae sometimes with this. Now, with this as well, I'm not saying that that you know this is healthy, like that um artificial sweetness should be added into your diet as this this health healthy thing. Um, but actually they're a tool in the toolbox. And you know, when you look at fizzy drinks and people that like that, some of these studies are observational and they're often based on what people's habits generally are. So when people if more the people have fizzy drinks are less likely to exercise in general, less likely to probably eat five a day. In general. So we sometimes put all this in one box and we go, oh, it must be bad must be bad because these people um, are overweight or whatever but actually when you look into it and you separate it out okay, actually these people aren't exercising these people aren't having five a day etc then we start to get a better picture on here and when it comes to having different foods and all this for gut health again that's really early research there's no doubt that eating more vegetables and more variety um, of vegetables and fruits is going to be great however there's still, I have sensing something over there, if you're having a salad every day with like different vegetables in, that's still variety within that meal. Of course, it's great if you, you know, get some more in, but actually the the bulk of your nutrition is coming in there and you're getting a variety within that meal. You have to define variety sometimes. You know, you look at some of the, the healthiest populations um, in the world, like you know, in Asia, they, they don't have a that varied diet, really. Um, it's quite samey. The portion size is quite low. They have... You know, a good balance of oily fish, lots of vegetables, um, soy in there as well yeah you know, real yeah it 's interesting like um it's not it 's not like us like where we're you know drinking oh, I need to get like I need to have this crazy granola with like fifty in fifty like we're putting dried fruit in all, all cases here, and then all of a sudden we 've got like a, a thousand calorie breakfast. Um, full of different fruits and nuts and it ticks the box for the gut health but then we're like why am I not losing weight? It's because we've had a thousand calorie breakfast. So it's really getting that balance right here. So I hope that helps today. Any questions on that do let me know. Um, Comment below. Our next Kickstart program starts next week and the week after. We've got Flexible Start date. So um, we've got Devizes, Chippenham, Marlborough. If you want more information on that just comment below with Kickstart and I will see you soon. Have an awesome Sunday. Take care.